2: hi guys
1: oh
2: this is goop yourself the podcast where we talk about everything goop i'm brian rucker
1: i'm aggie hewitt
2: and the 20 dollar movie video has finally been normalized and i don't know how i feel about it
1: oh i haven't done it yet
2: well we did it um for the katie holmes movie we reviewed on patreon
1: Oh yeah, I did it for that it was well worth it. I also did it at the very beginning of this for that um oh god, Elizabeth, what's her name movie where she that really stupid the invisible man? What's her uh, name? Oh
2: yeah, Elizabeth Moss.
1: Moss, yeah. Just because it was so early on and I was like, Oh my god, like I want some sense of normalcy. I want to see a new release. And so we like rented it and like turned the lights out and like watched it, and it was nice. That but, movie
2: is fine. I, I actually got to see that in the theater, I think, right before lockdown started.
1: Oh, really? Wait yeah. a second. No, that definitely came out after.
2: No, I definitely saw it in the theater. Because I saw I saw that in the theater, and then I saw the Ben Affleck um, the way back in the theater. I oh, remember having a risk assessment conversation with myself about the Ben Affleck movie cause COVID was already hitting. And I was like, should I go to the movie theater to, should I risk my life to see this Ben Affleck movie? And I did. And that was Monday. And then that Thursday or that, I think it was that Thursday that like the lockdown started.
1: I, um, I didn't really like the Elizabeth, whatever Moss movie, but I just like wanted to see a new movie. Um, yeah. But the last movie I saw in the theater was The Turning, <laughs> Ooh. which was that turn of the screw movie that was directed by this woman who, I don't remember her name, but she directed a bunch of Marilyn Manson videos. Mm, and handsome. I have to say, that was, it was honestly probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was the first time in my life. I I mean, I would never do this, but.
2: Because that, that I, type of movie is right up your alley too.
1: No, it was really bad. I had like a. The first time, for the first time in my entire life, I had an impulse to like ask for my money back. I was like, I shouldn't have had to pay for that. (laughs) It was, I mean, I like PG thirteen horror movies, and like I love like mainstream horror movies, but um, that one was just like really poorly made.
2: Poor Mackenzie Davis, she just can't pick them.
1: It just, I've never seen a movie like this, and and I don't think this is a spoiler, but like it has no ending. Like it just stops. Weird it was bizarre.
2: I've never even read that's, it's Edgar Allan Poe or Henry James. Who did this Henry, one? James. Henry James. Okay. I've never read it obviously. So I don't know how it's supposed to end.
1: I've never read it either, but I think it's the same. It's like gaslight, right? No, no, no. That's something else. No, no, it is. Isn't
2: it? Isn't that? It's, it's what gaslight is based on.
1: No, I guess not. I always thought that's what got, I, I don't know why I like have that in my brain, but it's like very clearly a different story. So I don't know where that came from in my head.
2: But is it about a man convincing a no, woman she's crazy? No.
1: Totally different story. It's about these like two little ghost kids and like the governess thinks she's going crazy.
2: Okay. Well, I won't see it.
1: Um, But I should read the book, which I have somewhere.
2: Yeah, Henry James. I mean, I can barely get through like a f- five-page The Cut essay right now. So I don't know that I could do Henry James. I
1: know. I'm like so insane right now. I can't do anything. I mean, I can barely make it through Goop.
2: I know. Oh, my God.
1: Um, um no, doesn't. Uh, they don't make it easy.
2: No, they sure don't.
1: Um.
2: I – oh, $20. I, so I paid for $20 um, Promising Young Woman. Which mm-hmm. I recommend. I think that that was worth the 20 bucks. And Barb and Star, I paid 20 bucks for. Which oh, also, I do wanna
1: see that.
2: It was really fun. I, I mean, I recommend it. And then this next one, I will throw down the money because I'm excited to see the movie, but Minari is like $20. And I thought we should have gotten a screener because John's in SAG, but we haven't gotten anything yet. So I might have to
1: like pay the, the Piper. Yeah.
2: Um, what is going on this week? Any recipes, diets, uh, food uh,
1: experiences? No, no diets, no recipes. I did go and get blood work this morning for like, uh, an endocrinologist, which feels like slightly goopy. I'm just like getting all my hormones checked. And yeah, 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 yeah um and so we'll see what they have to say about that but that's really it i mean i'm on my no diet lifestyle perfect perfect as always and i i mean yeah like everything has basically stayed the same which i guess is good i guess that's consistency like Oh, I'm trying to drink a gallon of water every day. I'm not really succeeding. I think I wrote about this in the um, newsletter.
2: Yeah, because you got your uh, fancy water bottle that measures
1: out ounces. Yeah, I I wouldn't call it fancy. It's kind of tacky. I would never like take it on take it out of the house unless it was for like a hype or something. Um, But it's measured and it's like keep going. Like it'll like has the time marked off.
2: That sounds fun. A gallon is a lot. Like I drink a lot of water and I i doubt that i drink a gallon a day
1: i don't know well it's like it's actually easier than it seems because like it's in it's like every hour you just like take a couple sips of it and then you get down and you just keep going it really it's it's not like chugging water
2: yeah yeah no because then you could die like the urban legend of all the people that were on ecstasy that died from drowning because they were drinking that, too no much they water. die
1: from um sodium deficiencies was oh, that it Yeah, which is true. You can do that. And actually my ex-boyfriend from when I was in college (laughs) um, had to take a weed test and he was scared that he was going to like, well, he smoked weed. And so he bought some shit called like, I can't remember, like some stuff from a head shop that like Mm -hmm. your system and then he had to like drink a ton of water and so he was like i better just chug a bunch of water and he drank so much water that he had a seizure and he didn't have to take the drug test but he like almost died oh my god i know uh
2: i mean hey you smoke weed gotta pay the consequences
1: gotta pay the piper Mm
2: -hmm.
1: one way or the other i
2: yeah i the the only recipe and this is so boring like I, i finally tried that uh viral feta cherry tomato tiktok pasta
1: that looks so gross to me it
2: it's just i mean it's not even gross it's just like completely boring it was so uh it was just so bland and like you just are left with i mean because the 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 cherry tomatoes you know sizzle down all the water leaves them so it's not very many tomatoes and then you're just left with like a bunch of pasta with Feta cheese and like a few tomatoes, and it's, it's like sort of gross. It's just like a giant bowl of starch, which I guess was the point of it. But it, I don't know. They made it seem like it was going to be this fresh, vegetable forward dish or whatever, and it's literally, like, I mean, it's it's just like cheese and pasta which i guess is what,
1: it doesn't um, doesn't like the juice from the tomatoes like mixed with the melted cheese to make like a sauce that i thought you were making like a pasta sauce
2: yeah that's what i thought too uh well i i got and you know i'll go into more detail uh, on our patreon feed when we talk about our our trader joe's hauls but i got these cherry tomatoes from trader joe's which maybe was a mistake and they just lacked a lot of flavor and moisture so you're just left with these yeah a bunch of cheese and I mean, the closest thing I could say is that they sort of seem like sun-dried tomatoes at the end. It's just not, it's not very saucy.
1: Hmm. I just like don't want to eat that much cheese.
2: Yeah, smart.
1: It looked like, it just looks like it would make me feel really sick.
2: We still have some in our fridge after three days. I probably should throw it away because it makes a lot too.
1: Well, yeah, because you use a whole block of feta and then like how much pasta? A pound. Bag,
2: yeah it's a lot other than that no news on my end but jen gunter got into a couple little tiffs
1: one of these is on my my list okay but i don't know if we should talk about it i mean i don't know
2: i well okay um are you talking about the will cole stuff or the taffy Producer or stuff or not oh i
1: didn't even know but my it was the will Cole stuff
2: okay so i'll save that yeah but uh the taffy stuff it was so weird she actually ended up deleting the whole conversation Wait,
1: i didn't see any of this what happened
2: so um four days ago okay taffy uh linked to that new york times interview with Gwyneth that we talked about last week. Where she
1: admitted COVID and she got it early.
2: Exactly. She admitted to getting COVID and she bragged about being the first person to get COVID and the first person to wear a mask. Yeah. So Taffy um, links the article and she says, my favorite Gwyneth answers are, I invented that. She told me that people do yoga now because she did it in the early 90s. But this one, a combo of I invented masks and also I had COVID first is a masterpiece. And I doff my vaginal egg in admiration. Yeah. And then at the time, and I wish I had screenshot at the time because she ended up deleting all this stuff. Okay. But Jen Gunter retweeted Taffy and quoted it and was trying to sort of, you know cuddle up to taffy not i don't think understanding the
1: she's a gwyneth of, apologist
2: yeah she's like she thinks when you know crazy she but she the loves the exact
1: her. same opinion of her that we do she's the exactly. only person it, who thinks what we think
2: she is yeah she's we think like her she's just been able to common uh, sense <laughs> make a career a no
1: of nonsense common sense political public figure not political
2: <laughs> and and so Gunter and I—I I, I don't have the exact quote because she deleted it, but she says, you know, she says something to the effect of, "Ah, oh, yeah, horrible! Like all the pseudoscience that she peddles, like what a disaster, something, something like that." And it. and then Taffy responds, nice to her, but is like, "Oh yeah, it's just like you know, the medical establishment has been so shitty to women for so long, so it, it's understandable that people look for, uh, you know, different types of wellness or uh, alternative medicine or whatever."
0: Yeah. And,
2: um. And then Jen claps back a little bit, you know, talking about snake oil and, right. uh, and, but then they sort of, they sort of bury the hatchet and they sort of like agree to disagree. And I think Jen, I don't know why she deleted it, but she, she stopped arguing because I think Taffy, like Jen only punches down basically. Yeah. <laughs> and Taffy is a famous like blue check New York times liberal. She's so like.
1: Taffy is what Jen Gunter wishes she was like she yeah. dreams of being like Jen wishes she was Taffy
2: exactly because she's like oh I didn't actually have to go to medical school and I still am like get to like tweet a lot basically and that's her dream.
1: yeah like, Jen can't get out of her own way like she wishes that she was like some like savvy like social commentator but she's just like this like gynecologist with a chip on her shoulder yeah Yeah.
2: So I don't, yeah. So I was trying to like look for the tweets again today and I found the whole thread with Taffy, but there's nothing from Jen's end. And I know I'm not making it up. So I don't know if she deletes a lot of these things or like any argument that she feels like she can't win. She deletes. I have no idea, but they're not there anymore.
1: This woman tweets so unbelievably much. Like I'm trying to find a tweet of hers from like a couple of days ago. And it's like, it's un it's impossible. Like this woman just like, it's seriously sick like there's no reason to for a person to tweet like 50 times a day
2: yeah she she tweets that much she retweets I, it's yeah to, just to go back the only i mean i knew that this tweet was four days ago because i saw it on taffy's feed and so even like scrolling down like it still takes so long
1: i mean she's so i mean she's been tweeting about gwyneth seriously non-stop yeah like, she's
2: back on her bullshit with gwyneth
1: Absolutely, nonstop, and like her new thing is comparing Gwyneth Paltrow to Donald Trump.
2: Yes, she's like that's that's a very Trumpian response from Paltrow. Which is like
1: I feel like you could just say anyone is like anyone you don't like, and then just because you're doing this thing that I that I think this other person also does, like it doesn't. It's it's totally meaningless. Like Gwyneth Paltrow is nothing like Donald fucking Trump. Like just it's so ridiculous
2: and uh yeah we'll we'll get into her other little twitter fight you have it on the list which um I do you
1: have it on the list but was, like my god it's like am I ever going to even be able to find it because
2: oh I got I got the screenshots if you want for that one.
1: Oh my god like this is so crazy I mean I just I can't take it and the thing is again yes she's always right but her fixation on Gwyneth Paltrow is I feel like every time she feels like her, like, star is fading a little bit, she just lashes out at Gwyneth Paltrow because it's, like, easy.
2: Yeah, because she was obsessed with the uh, Vagisil stuff, and that didn't really go anywhere. And so now it's she always, like, gets distracted by a new shiny object and then goes back to Gwyneth when she's bored with whatever her other hobby horse is.
1: Yeah. Ugh. God. All
2: right. Um, but a, a little more came out this week about the COVID stuff with Gwyneth. She, uh, there was a little profile in people magazine, which I feel is a little, I don't know. It's more respectable than the British tabloids. Okay. And the headline, this came out February 25th The headline Gwyneth Paltrow says she gained a lot of weight over COVID, but has lost 11 pounds. And then it says Gwyneth has. In the sub headline, it says, Gwyneth Paltrow said she used Dr. Will Cole's eating plan to help her get back on track. Oh my God. So, this is obviously just all promotional material for Will Cole's book, which comes out soon, which Goop Press is publishing. Um, the whole thing makes me cynical makes that, like,
1: over, get over goop. Like, this Will Cole thing is just.
2: You know. Yeah. And it sort of makes me question the validity of. Any of this stuff, like, did Gwyneth actually have COVID, or is this all just part of the publicity, like, a publicity stunt to to promote this book?
1: I mean, I don't think so. I think that it's like, I'm sure she really had COVID, but I, and she's not saying that like Will Cole like cured her COVID. No,
2: she's very careful not to to make that direct link. But, and this is yeah, when I get into Jen Gunter territory, she is sort of linking the after effects of COVID with this intermittent or this uh, intuitive fasting that, that Cole is peddling.
1: Well, because she said that she has like, well, like weight loss is like probably the only thing that he's like really able to help anybody with. Sure. And so everybody gained weight or not everybody, but a lot of people gain weight because of not because of COVID, but because of quarantine. Yeah. Um so I I mean I think that that's like a pretty clear distinction like I don't that doesn't seem like misleading to me because I feel like talking about gaining weight during COVID is like a pretty common conversation like it didn't I I didn't think because of that that like COVID makes people gain weight or something and well, then like the she also talked about him helping her with like whatever after effects and that's where I think it kind of gets into like real bullshit territory because I like, I don't see how he's qualified to do that or like what he, what after effects, like what they're even really talking about.
2: Yeah. It's all, it's all a jumble. Cause she says that she had her, her blood work showed a lot of inflammation, but then she also had, you know, brain fog, which is a, s- a symptom of like long-term COVID effects. And then she sort of has this generalized thing of Will Cole's diet protocol helped me But now she's adding the weight loss to the mix, which is like, okay, yeah, if you're going to just eat, you know, salmon and leafy greens you are going to lose weight. So that makes sense. But linking them all together is a little uh, fishy.
1: Oh, it's definitely fishy. Like, it's, I mean, she's just like, I think that she's completely like hook, line and sinker, like, on board with Will.
2: Yeah, she's like enthralled to him. And I, I just don't, Usually, I don't know. We we talk about all of these people so often, and like usually, I see the the sort of charm of the people that Gwyneth surrounds herself with. Like for the most part, at and least
1: they seem like cool. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and this is just strange to like to actually publish this guy's book. I mean, they they peddle millions of these get help or uh, you know uh, self help books or diet books or whatever, and maybe they've done one or two others, but this is one of the first that they've like actually published themselves. So it's something is strange. They really believe in him for some reason.
1: Yeah, he definitely has like got his hooks into Gwyneth and he's not letting her go anytime
2: soon. No, no, no. Well, and also like, I mean, I don't know. Very I feel like very few doctors would want to align themselves with the Goop brand so completely that your book is published by them.
1: Wait, Will Cole isn't like a doctor. He's not a medical doctor. He's a chiropractor he's a, yeah. and he's also like a functional medicine practitioner, which is not a, I mean, most doctors wouldn't do what he's doing. Like he's a fucking charlatan.
2: Don't say that to our first lady, tell people who, and who is not a doctor.
1: Oh, that's true. Well, no, he's a doctor. I mean, you have to call him doctor. Well, I don't have to do anything, but like he has the title doctor, but he's not a medical doctor. But he's yeah, a like, pirate doctor. I
2: mean that title of doctor literally, I mean, anyone with the degree right couldn't I mean you don't have to even have a PhD like he's a chiropractor he doesn't have a PhD like you could literally like I have a BFA I could say I'm a couldn't I say I'm a doctor of theater because I have a BFA
1: no sorry Brian (laughs) you do have to it is like you have to either have a doctorate degree which is your PhD or you have to have like a certain like advanced degree that gives you that title like Chiropractors get it, and like other people get it, but it's not. It's like you do have to have a PhD. A PhD. He doesn't have a PhD. Yeah, but he's a he has like whatever like chiropractor certificate or whatever. Yeah. Oh, like no. there are MDs who have it who don't have their PhDs. There's like Trump's doctor who, from oh, the right. hospital, didn't have wasn't an MD.
2: Didn't he recently pass away?
1: Uh, wait, think... that was a young guy.
2: Oh I, no, I meant the the doctor before. That. Oh, that I, I was guy? I was talking about yeah Bornstein um I think he recently passed away
1: so wait was he the one who was like he's the healthiest person in the world or whatever that yeah crazy guy?
2: the one with like the greasy long hair in that photo
1: yeah that guy was pretty amazing
2: uh, quite a character wow one thing a small very tiny thing to miss about the Trump administration is their crazy cast of characters
1: Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't. I mean, I w- I don't know if i go so far as to say that I miss them. but I, no. <laughs> Um, all y- all states in the United States require that chiropractors obtain a Doctor of Chiropractic degree from the Council of Chiropractic Education. And
2: how many years is that program? Like, is that is that a four year program? Let's see, or is-
1: a Doctor of Chiropractic. I mean, I'm sure it's like a post bachelor thing.
2: I feel like if you go to school for four years, you should get to call yourself a doctor. If a chiropractor calls themselves a doctor.
1: Well, they have, I mean, they have like a, let's see. Uh, You could, let's see how you can become a doctor of chiropractic at just about any age. How old is too old? How long does it take? An accelerated doctor of chiropractic degree program can be completed in just 3.3 years and trimesters. Um, Honestly,
2: I'm thinking about it
1: credit hours. And a 3.0 cumulative GPA. So it's like going to grad school. It's like Yeah. Um yeah. We have to like
2: crack people's backs. It sounds stressful. Yeah. I would I would definitely like paralyze someone in the first week of my practice.
1: Well, I'm sure if you para- well, not if you went to school for 3.3 years. I guess. You got a three cumulative GPA. Yeah,
2: not- 3.0. That's like pretty easy.
1: I mean, like, I think like a 2.0, you should big bra- you can graduate. Yeah. Hmm. Wait. Oh, but I guess to get the cer to get the I don't understand. Whatever. Who gives a shit? I'm not doing it.
2: <laughs> no. Uh any other news?
1: Um no. nope, I think that's it. Should we just get into it? Uh let's do it. Okay. What
2: was your best of the week?
1: Okay, I feel like I'm about to get smacked down from my opinions, Uh-oh. but honestly, my best of the week was the sheet pan recipes.
2: Interesting.
1: Um, I just got a, ne- not just, but over the holidays, I got a nice new set of sheet pans from Williams Sonoma for Christmas. Ooh. Nice gift. And I've used them, but I haven't used them to make like a giant sheet pan jambalaya or chicken, potatoes and peppers with smoked paprika and sherry vinegar, or even a healthy miso salmon with bok choy and asparagus. But I can see myself doing any of those things. And I think all these recipes look good. And I'm like constantly seduced by the allure of a sheet pan dinner because they seem so easy. But, you know, that's
2: it. Yeah, this was my saddest. Uh and I I agree with you that most of these recipes look relatively tasty and relatively doable. But I just I just want more from Caitlin and the goop test kitchen. I just want them to like go that extra mile and make a really like not I don't want to say viral, but like a really sticky recipe that like really gets into people's heads and like you know blows the internet up and I just don't know that they have the capabilities to do that and this these these recipes just seem like par for the course and none of them they all look fine but none of them really jumped out to me to make me want to like rush home and 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 make one
1: yeah I mean I don't think that the goop like goop recipes have never had like an allison roman moment like they've never had like like they don't have that type of i mean i guess they have that seamus mullen guy but i think for the most part the people that work for goop aren't like people who would be working for like conde Nast or new york times or something if they weren't working for goop it's not like really the same it's like more people who are going to be able to throw together like healthy recipes and like figure out how to work with these like strange or like new ingredients that goop might incorporate into its brand for whatever period of time they're interested in it
2: yeah I, I guess i just feel like it's a missed opportunity because they have i mean they have the name recognition they also they already have the reputation of being like crazy so i feel like if they they could i don't know they could figure out a have- recipe that really just like takes everyone by storm
1: I don't think so because I feel like the the recipes that take, like the most viral recipe ever was the stew, the Allison Roman stew. And like, that was, that went, that was very accessible. Like it yeah. was really easy and everybody, anybody could do it. And it was made with like very like simple ingredients and it was just like layering flavors. And it was like all stuff you could just get at the supermarket. And that's sort of the opposite of Goop's brand, even if their recipes are easier or like how the way we use do it is just like mod. they're like very modifiable like we've modified them to make them easily accessible to us but my guess is that any one of these recipes which I haven't looked too closely at any will have at least one one ingredient that you have to go to a specialty store for or buy from like like they don't have or like you know like some spice or herb that's not easy to get just like from like the grocery store so I don't know that that has the ability to take off or like connect on that level.
2: I know. I, yeah, I guess I just, I just think they should reevaluate their priorities when making recipes. Cause it's like that. Yeah. All, like even these, these supposedly simple one sheet recipes, the ingredients lists are crazy. And like the one that looked most exciting to me was the, um, the vegetarian eggplant cauliflower and tofu Psalm style lettuce wraps. Yeah, And it seemed like, oh, this should be pretty easy, but you're making like two separate sauces from scratch. Like there's a ginger scallion one and a gochujang sauce. Like, I mean, yeah. And both of them have pretty like unusual ingredients. It just seems like they would do better by simplifying the ingredients rather than saying that, you know, we're going to simplify the, you know, the amount of cooking vessels you need to use i
1: think even if they do like here like this paprika chicken like this is pretty simple it's olive oil garlic paprika chicken um potatoes bell peppers onion rosemary salt and sherry vinegar like that's a really straightforward recipe yeah like our list of ingredients but i think it's really unlikely that a lot of people who don't identify with like the group brand or who like are averse to it which a lot of people are are going to start like cracking out the pots and pans and making a goop recipe even if the even if the recipe or like the ingredient list is simple just the goop name on it is going to make it like seem daunting or like yeah. unattainable to people and like kind of the whole point of goop is that it's like not like easy everyday stuff that it's like elevated
2: yeah i guess yeah it's true I And mean, that's I, what
1: their brand is like that's what they're going that's what they've always gone for
2: yeah they're like elevated sort of expensive recipes but without a lot of originality I don't know a few I feel like a few of the old school Gwyneth recipes are actually like pretty original but the these these ones are just I mean yeah chicken with paprika and onions and potatoes like who's gonna who's like who's gonna remember that to make it's just like so boring yeah yeah but I guess that's their point, and and also the goop recipes are always like pretty healthy, and those viable recipes tend to be like pretty indulgent. Even the stew had like you know two cans of coconut milk. And that fat.
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. and before but, that it was like the cookies, yeah,
2: yeah, and the fucking the pasta I just made with you know an entire pound of feta that cheese of pasta,
1: which that's kind of a sad recipe,
2: kind of a sad recipe,
1: don't you
2: think? Yeah, it look it's one of those recipes that like from the the top down like videos of it, it looks very pretty on the sheet pan, but when you actually mix it together and eat it, it's like, it's, there's nothing to it. It's just like, you, you know, you even add like lemon zest or whatever to it. And it's just, it's just heavy and, 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 and boring.
1: Yeah. I think it's just like any time, like, I don't know, like viral recipes are just like, are kind of depressing. They're always just like, a bunch of fat and cheese and they're like melt all this cheese together, pour all this cream on something. <laughs> like, I don't know. They're, they was just kind of. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
2: yeah. it's a little like lowest the common one, denominator. I guess the that's one why that the
1: good was that stew.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is am- am- amazing. The cause that stew, I mean, was, was relatively simple, but still like there's a fair amount of ingredients and now you know, there's all, all these other sort of, you know, the, the cultural, uh, context around it is, is fraught, but, um, it yeah. really did. I mean, as like a stupid white person, it did like make me learn how to sort of make a curry from scratch. And now I am comfortable, uh, not using a recipe and making those type of curries. So it yeah. did and her
1: her anchovy pasta, which like kind of went viral after that was also really good
2: yeah I I tried to make that once with like way less anchovies because um John doesn't like anchovies and I tried to but I I tried to sneak one or two in and then I think I just sort of split the difference and it it didn't end up being that great
1: I made it once without any anchovies because my mom is vegan and it wasn't very good I think it really needs that anchovies
2: um all right so which out of all those recipes which is the one you're most excited about trying
1: I think I would probably want to try this chicken with potatoes and smoked paprika the mm-hmm. most or the other one. I'll have to get back to it now. There was also one that was like chickpeas or something. That one looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: The one, um, oh, actually, I'll get to it later. Cause it's my thing I would try, but I will save that for later.
1: Okay. What was your best?
2: My, my best was the Harley Pasternak, uh, sugar article. Okay. Hitting reset on your sugar habit. I think I just really relate to this now. I I need to get my sugar under control. I always go through these these phases where I eat way too much sugar. And uh I'll just say on for Valentine's Day, John and I both not knowing got each other a giant box of C's candy. Yeah,
1: Brian got me one
2: too. And so we just had two giant boxes of C's chocolates and I mean, it's disgusting how much chocolate I ate that week. Cause I think we had between the two of us was like three pounds of chocolate and the whole, the whole thing was gone in like four or five days between the two of us. So that's eating. I think that's about like a half a pound of chocolate per day, per person, which is just horrifying to think about.
1: I know. I mean, Brian got me like a huge box, but he got me the truffles. Mm Mm-hmm. And so like half of those are fruit. So I spit those all out. So it kind of helped me. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I just, I like the variety. uh, Cause I've gotten the nuts and chews before, which are good, but I like, I I just like some nuts and chews and then some of the more creamy ones.
1: The best one is just like the standard one. It's like a rectangle box and it has like, you know, when you see it, it has like the three strips in it. Like I can, I can like close my eyes and like vision, envision like the exact pattern of like the standard C's candy, like box. Oh yeah. Um, Like what, what all's in there? Um, Yeah. I'm a big Bordeaux head, the Bordeaux bar. And then the Bordeaux truffle. That's my favorite one.
2: Which one's that?
1: It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's like nothing else I've really ever tasted. It kind of tastes like just like a brown sugar maybe. Okay like truffle inside it's like a creamy center and it's it a
2: round one or a square one
1: it's round with sprinkles on top okay um and they also make like a full like candy bar of it which i used to get when i was a kid which is like probably like five million calories in one of them Mm. um i i don't know it's almost like cookie dough i don't know like the thing it it's it's singular but it's i think
2: i think i know which one you're talking about uh it's it's really good i my favorite that i always am excited to get uh is the marzipan one it's when i find when i find that one
1: oh yeah
2: i love the marzipan oh god he's
1: just so bad good um
2: ugh. but yeah anyway so this guy harley he is is harley pastor he's um trainer to the stars i was on his smoothie diet for a very short while
1: really wow when yeah. was
2: that- uh, a few years ago, we were, we were doing the podcast. I think we had, it was like sort of right after I transitioned out of a uh, four hour body. And I had, oh, yeah. I think I had just gotten my uh, Vitamix. So I was um, a little overly enthusiastic about smoothies. I
1: see.
2: Uh, but he is a, so is a master of science. So he actually does not call himself a doctor. He's a trainer. Um, and he talks about sugar weaning yourself off of it. And he is selling this product called, I think we've actually talked about this before on the podcast, Sweet Kick, which is uh, a little two-week detox to help you get off of sugar. Yeah. Honestly, it's only like $45. I might get it.
1: Just get
2: it. I think I'm going to get it. I think I need it.
1: Yeah.
2: Because I, even this week, I like made a, well, and I'll I'll go into this more on the Trader Shows podcast, but I made a point to not like not buy a lot of sugar at the store, but it's still, even- not buying a lot of sugar at Trader Joe's, even if you just slip one or two things into that shopping cart, you're fucked.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. Like, I feel like my old problem was with the supermarket was I was like, well, I'm getting all healthy things, but like, it's all about balance. So I'll get like one or two unhealthy things. And then I like go home and like binge on the unhealthy things. Don't even eat the healthy things or the takeout.
2: (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
1: it's like, I feel like just like not even keeping that shit in the house is like my new thing.
2: Yeah. And yeah, I think that's what Harley recommends. Um,
1: he yeah, says, I just sure can't.
2: I know. I, I w- I, I'm okay at like being, have having some sort of moderation. Like I won't eat like a whole, you know, box of cookies or something, but I'll definitely like have some every day. And that, I think that, I think that might be just as bad for you if you're just like having, let's say- three to four cookies every day um i
1: don't think it is i think a little bit is okay
2: i don't know it it just keeps my taste buds like needing that sugar
1: yeah
2: to some extent but he says he says you're supposed to identify sugars in your diet and then he says do a food journal which i am not gonna do
1: it's too mortifying
2: yeah uh and then he says remove trigger foods from your house which i think is probably necessary
1: Yeah,
2: but I'm also like I'm a very lazy person in some respects, but when I want sugar, I am the opposite of lazy. So I don't even know that would help me that much
1: because like you know how to get it. I know (laughs)
2: like it's really easy to go uh, to the store. Um, I have a couple of great bakeries in my neighborhood like I know exactly where to find the sugar and I'm not afraid to do the work. So I don't even know if we're moving. I guess it'll, it would help a little bit, but, um, and especially at night when places are closed, but during the day, because if I don't eat any sugar, then the next morning I'm like, all I think about is like going to, I don't know, like Dunkin' Donuts or something for breakfast.
1: Oh my God. Oh, wow. So your sugar craving will carry over into the next day.
2: Yeah. It's like, if I, if I eat super healthy the day before the next day, my body will sort of be like, like jonesing for it. And then I'll, uh i'll have the excuse that i well i was really good yesterday so i can you know i can treat myself
1: have you ever done a whole 30
2: no i i'm always i think it's too severe for me i don't know that i could do it
1: yeah i did it um and i'm like pretty bad but it was i mean i did it
2: <laughs> yeah 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 um,
1: but i just like i don't know i think it just makes a lot of claims that it can't really back up. Like I, it didn't change my life in any way, you know, like it's like the whole thing about it is like, this changes your relationship with food and all this stuff. And that wasn't my experience.
2: Yeah. It just just seems like any sort of short-term thing you're going to, I mean, maybe it'll help you for a little while, but you're going to eventually like revert to the way you, you like the way your relationship was to food before.
1: Yeah. I don't think that like cleanses and stuff like really change because it's like still like depends on this like complete fixation with food like you're still like the problem isn't that like I have no willpower or whatever it's that I'm obsessed with food and so even if I'm doing a healthy diet or whatever it's like there's still this like fixation and that's what I want to like get Mm -hmm. over yeah yeah
2: All right. What was your worst?
1: Oh, my worst was how coffee fits into intuitive eating, intuitive fasting or whatever the hell it's called into an intuitive fasting protocol. I read this whole damn thing. Okay. It's written by who else? Will Cole. Will Cole's on my list twice. Uh, uh, I don't, this Will Cole takeover of Goop is getting out of hand. Every week he's got another piece from his book on the website, a new thing that's adapted from intuitive fasting by Will Cole. And I do notice that in a couple of these, like in the intro to this, they call him will cole they don't say by dr will cole they call him functional medicine practitioner will cole they say at one point they just refer to him as cole instead of which brings us back to coffee and this adapted excerpt from intuitive fasting cole explains some good news like i think it's really interesting that they've kind of dropped that doctor from Hmm. his from when they talk about him in this context because I do think it's sort of misleading for him to present himself as a doctor when you think where you think, okay, that means he's a doctor of medicine or maybe a nutritionist or something, but he, his expertise is in something else. I think it could come across as sort of misleading. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, if his, his doctorate comes from chiropractic, that is not at all. Like that's completely divorced from the, the, the genre of advice he's giving.
1: These blood labs that he's doing—I mean, like, I just—I don't think it has anything to do with it. I mean, of course, I'm not a doctor of chiropractic, so I don't know, but I don't really see the the connection there. So I do think it's interesting and, like, maybe even ethical that Goop is like one is dropping the doctor from his, uh stripping like him bird. of his titles. And they and there's and they just say like adapted from intuitive fasting by Will Cole. They don't say by Doctor Will Cole, even though Gweneth like always calls him like Doctor Cole and whatever. But um, he just gives this little explanation. and he's of course still credited as Doctor Will Cole on the cover of his book. Sure. Um, so then he gives a little blurb. Coffee is a controversial topic in the wellness world, and then he just says something. I mean, some of this stuff is just like. So it's either condescending or just bad writing. I don't know what it is, but like, feel free to keep enjoying coffee throughout the plan. There's no need to feel like you have to deprive yourself of your favorite drink. Like, it's just, who is this for? I mean, who, it just it's so juvenile, the, the writing style is just so irritating. And then, oh, and then this was another thing I thought that was so annoying. Coffee contains caffeine, which is a powerful drug drink too much and you can end up with anxiety insomnia digestive issues heart palpitations high blood pressure panic attacks nervousness and even nausea and vomiting you don't need me to tell you those are things you want to avoid like no i don't but i also didn't need that sentence that you don't i mean what just like you don't need to say anything about it it's coffee like we all know
2: what fucking coffee does
1: yeah and it's like i just feel like him saying like him just after explaining that you can get insomnia or help heart palpitations and blah, 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 that like, those are bad things, but you don't need me to tell you that it's like, obviously you think I do because you just did it.
2: Yeah. And like, we're having to give you permission. Like, Oh, thank God. Thank you so much. Dr. Cole. Like your, your diet for us is so generous that we don't have to give up every single one of life's pleasures. Like you are yeah. you're such a and, benevolent dietitian.
1: And then he's like, Oh yeah, you know, you should drink a black, but if you don't want to, you know, what do you think we're supposed to put in it? Oh, let me guess. Ghee, MCT Oof. oil. Thanks a lot. Put it in a blender. Okay. Keto sweetener.
2: Going. And then his, did you see his like recipe for his Earl gray tea? He wants you to put vanilla extract in it.
1: Yeah. Vanilla, That's so weird. Grass fed ghee. Cause you know, he's, he's trying to copy. This is like a Starbucks drink. Like <sighs> there's a drink at Starbucks called the London fog and it's like a latte with earl grey tea instead of
2: um oh yeah yeah yeah
1: and they put like vanilla flavor in it so I think he's like trying to copy that
2: uh and you're not obviously not allowed to use vanilla syrup but doesn't vanilla I mean vanilla extract has alcohol in it I guess a quarter teaspoon I mean, doesn't really do much so
1: small but I don't know because I because I would think that even just a little bit would be too much but I guess not
2: yeah it would disrupt your ketones or whatever but I don't is.
1: know I just this whole piece just like really rubbed me the wrong way Uh,
2: Yeah, as everything Will Cole does. um, He what because he's like pivoting now to this sort of, oh, I'm so laid back, like, you know, fast, but be intuitive about it. Like, you know, uh, like, do whatever you want. I don't care. (laughs) Just like all the 5000 things that will like kill you if you eat them.
1: Oh, my God. It's just you know it's just it's all the same stuff it's just the same thing over and over and over again and it's all i don't know to what end like any of this is like no. why when okay if any of this stuff worked then wouldn't gwyneth Peltro not have to do it anymore like why is gwyneth paltrow the woman who has done more fast than any other community on the planet still like i needed to work one-on-one with my doctor Will Cole about my inflammation like how many things can be wrong with a person <laughs> yeah.
2: she's like yeah she's done it before she's done every diet known to man like uh, I, I, I mean, I guess, you know, she just thinks and they think that they can all make a lot of money together. I and guess we'll I mean, my, when this book comes out.
1: I know my thinking is just like, well, they obviously don't work.
2: Yeah, if you have to keep writing different books and trying different things, then they don't work.
1: Yeah. I don't
2: know. Uh, I just hope I hope this I think this book is coming out like this week. So hopefully after it comes out, then we won't have to hear about it anymore.
1: Not likely. We'll probably have to hear about it for the rest of the year. Oh God! And then again at Christmas, they'll be like, "Don't forget to buy your loved ones intuitive eating fast, book, whatever the hell it's
2: I love how Goop Press, their whole brand is just like, "We don't fact checked."
1: <laughs> yeah, they're like, like, "We were too um unethical for Condé nas the most unethical company <laughs> on the face of the earth."
2: So yeah, if you want us to just publish whatever garbage you you know want to okay. sling, come to kind of come to good old Goop
1: goop press whatever anyway what was yours
2: uh okay mine was me my worst <laughs> was me
1: oh my god because
2: i just got so depressed after reading they had the um, you know how they have that quarterly like survey of new books to read and this one's oh no. 18 newly published coming soon and revisit worthy books for winter 2021 and i looked at them and every single one i was like ugh, no thanks and then I realized it's probably not all 18 books fault it's probably my fault that I don't want to read them
1: well I don't know I mean like they do only put like the most sort of like mainstream like you know like best New York Times bestseller sort of it's like everything that would also be on like Oprah's book club or like
2: yeah it's. I guess it's like a little more highbrow maybe than Oprah it's like it's definitely literary okay
1: um Jonathan Franzen
2: oh that's true yeah well I think after after Franzen I feel like Oprah went down scale because I, well, I think
1: they had a huge fight about it remember yeah 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 because he was uh, such a
2: oh my god he he i mean what that's so crazy like and like just so sexist and racist yeah he would be like not not he would want to deprive a bigger audience of and reading his words it's not like they changed anything in the book no but like he thinks people that are not as i don't know not as intellectual as him which usually means women and people of color wouldn't like get his genius what a his piece really, of
1: shit. Would he wouldn't get the brilliant work that is the corrections i don't think so but also like The one of the greatest gifts that you could possibly get as a writer is to be on that list. You're like an automatic bestseller if you have the Oprah's Book Club seal. Like she's the most powerful person in media by a long shot. And I mean, if that's not true now, it definitely was true then when she had the show. Like that is so insane that anybody would turn their nose up to her book club, and then he had to go on his show, her show, and apologize, which she make people do all the time. I
2: know that's great.
1: (laughs) Although um i will say that the push from this list by ashley audrian is on is my thing i would try
2: oh yeah um wait, oh no one? sorry so I, think I would buy which which one is that which book is that that's
1: the one about like it's like a thriller about um becoming a mother
2: <laughs> Ooh.
1: yeah which i'm like i feel like there's not enough mother thriller stuff out there
2: yeah yeah, yeah. i did like um that French one, uh, like the perfect Danny. That was pretty good.
1: Oh yeah. That was pretty good. I like that.
2: Um, yeah. The only one I had any interest in honestly was, um, the book of essays. Wow. No, thank you. By Samantha Irby.
1: Oh, I, um, I wait, is that? Oh yeah. I, um, I, I guess I didn't read this. Did this come out? This came out a while ago.
2: Yeah. I think this one has come. I I definitely had her, at least heard about her if not this particular I think book I
1: read either this or another one of her collections of essays it was really good she okay. it was mean and smart
2: it just sounds like a lot of, yeah a lot of stuff we're interested in it says her take on skincare routines avoiding nights out hollywood mental health at midnight at midlife and the idiosyncrasies of american culture
1: yeah i think this was the one that i actually read but i can't remember
2: uh, the other one that sort of looked good, but I think I don't think I'll actually read it is that like, like trans love triangle book, um, oh called "De Detransition Baby."
1: Wait, which, is that on this list?
2: Yeah, it says. Tori Peters' debut constructs and deconstructs a love triangle. Its protagonist is Reese, who was building her life in a trans community in Brooklyn that included her girlfriend, Amy, until Amy detransitioned and became Ames. It is unexpectedly Ames' new girlfriend, Katrina, his boss, and a cis woman who brings Ames back into Reese's life. This is a voice-driven story with poignant, highly underlinable passages on relationships and intimacy. But then I'm like, I'll just wait for the miniseries, honestly.
1: Yeah, this sounds really interesting. That's um, the
2: thing with books now; it's like everything gets t- turned into like turned into like a limited series. Yeah, so what's the point of even reading anything?
1: I know. Well, well, I don't know. I mean, like a lot of books get turned into movies, but it's a pretty different experience.
2: Yeah, no, it is. It is. It is. Um, but yeah, I was just like, okay, I need to. I know I've been saying this for like a year, but I'm like, I need to build up my reading skills again.
1: I know me too I like seriously like I can barely read anything and now like all I do is listen to audiobooks and not good ones really dumb ones because my brain is like at one percent
2: the I mean the only reason I don't listen to audiobooks is because I have so many podcasts I listen to I just literally don't have the time
1: I well I listen to them like as I'm falling asleep and I like will fall asleep and then be like, I think I was here. Like I'm all over the place. Like I, I really have no idea. I think I'm getting like 80% of these books. Cause I like fall asleep, go oh, back, yeah. pick it up, fall asleep. Like it's insanity.
2: Yeah. All right. So what was your craziest or your saddest?
1: Okay. My craziest by which I just mean wildest is um, Jen Gunter mm-hmm. on Twitter confronted Dr. And she had the exact same fight, citing the exact same source that we did when we fought him so many years ago, also on Twitter before we, yep. did, or before I deleted Twitter. Um, basically, I mean, she went after him as opposed to, he went after us. He was the Jen Gunter to our will call. And so then she went after him and said, hi at dr will this link is broken and i searched your site for vaccines and vaccinations and i couldn't find anything can you point me to a piece that explains your position on vaccines thanks okay and i feel like when we had a fight with him we had someone got in the comments and called them an anti-vaxxer called him an anti-vaxxer and he was like no i'm not and i went through his website and i found this position on vaccines where he says that vaccines because you know like that main anti-vax guy got totally discredited so now the anti-vax people say well it's not that they're bad it's just that we don't know the combination of them are good and it's it's like a stress test on your body that's why they're bad not Mm -hmm. because vaccines are bad but just we get too many of them or what whatever bullshit they say so i took a picture of that and sent it to him and i was like yes you are an anti-vaxxer will call and then he was like, "I didn't say that I was anti-vax. I said I was anti-stress test on the body with too many vaccines because they haven't been researched." Blah, blah, blah And I just stopped responding to him because I couldn't. Like, I feel like that's the thing with Twitter. At a certain point, it's like I'm just gonna call you a liar or something. i mean, they're gonna call you stupid or a liar. Like, I can't, which is like not good. So then I just stopped. And yeah if someone's just lying or is just being willfully stupid, then you can't really, I'm not good at being on Twitter. Like I don't understand how to engage the conversation past that point.
2: No, I'm the same way. I, I don't like confrontation. So I, I will be able to like maybe say one pithy comment. And then once someone comes back at me, I like, I can't like continue the conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So this, this is, I'll say it right now, I gave a little like to Dr. Jen Gunter. On Twitter,
1: Brian, I was officially
2: at Rucker. Bry liked a Jen Gunter tweet.
1: But stay off her of radar because I
2: know. Because you
1: know, I, I know. feel like anyone who likes any of her tweets, she like looks at their profile. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, I feel like she probably would like. She's really like. There's no low too low for her. And she's so interactive on Twitter. She
2: is very interactive, uh, and it is funny because she. So she like, I mean, he's definitely on her radar because of this new goop book, and she pulled this tweet um from 2016 about vaccines and then he had uh he had deleted the link that it was to maybe because of us right
1: well i think he did go back in i don't know i can't say this for sure but i believe that he sort of changed the wording on his website after i posted that like he went back in yeah yeah. it's still he changed it a little bit and but but it was like definitely anti-vax like
2: Oh, for sure. When, When, yeah, when anti-vax was a little bit, uh, I guess like more acceptable amongst the sort of wellness community. But, um, so after Gunter got into it with her, there's someone, one of Gunter's like little simpy reply guys. Oh
1: my God, that's going to be you soon.
2: I know, right? (laughs) Um, uh, tweeted at Will Cole. Um, my goodness there are at least four statements in the first paragraph that are either alarmist or flat out wrong. And uh I guess this is from that, that old will Cole link. So will Cole responded to him. I agree. The data and my wording was wrong, which is why I took it down years ago. It wasn't accurate. And I want to bring correct info. That was all one sentence. He
1: mm-hmm.
2: is not, wow. not a writer by trade. <laughs> when well, you know,
1: yeah,
2: I know. Ugh. When you know better, you do better. And I always strive for that. And then, yeah. So he's trying to erase the past. Uh, He is, I guess, not anti-vax anymore. I think he knows even testing the waters in that direction is going to give him a world of hurt, especially during a year when, you know, the authorities are having to convince all of the population of the United States, like take a vaccine.
1: Well, now it's just so unpopular to be anti-vax. It's always been wrong, but now I feel like people are so emotional and like, so like ready for a fight with anybody that like, will Cole can't afford to be like a vaccine skeptic or whatever the hell he was before. Like he has to be on the right side of history. Like he had, like it's, he, it's, it's like politically incorrect for him to to have those like old anti-vax opinions which a lot of wellness people do but oh, yeah. for someone who wants to be as mainstream as will cole does like i'm sure he wants to have a tv show he wants to be like the new dr oz like he wants yeah he wants media attention he wants to publish books he wants these relationships with celebrities like gwyneth paltrow melissa Hartwig, with like wellness celebrities like he um or sorry melissa urban she changed her name but like she, he's he's always like really like cultivated these relationships with these people and it's just not gonna be it's just not worth it to him to like continue to fight this if it was worth it to him if it was if political if public opinion was different i'm sure he would still be pushing it if it was still acceptable i'm sure he would still be like well i don't know we need to question that's like it's, oh, it's yeah. just like, like Q and on people now are anti-back so he doesn't want to be that
2: yeah, he's so, he so nakedly jumps from trend to trend, like depending on which ways the the wellness winds are blowing. So like yeah, yeah he would yeah. have no issue going back to anti-vax if if more people more of his sort of perceived, you know, upscale liberal audience was into it, then he would be all for it.
1: Right. But his upscale liberal audience is all like are all like huge, like Biden, Kamala people who like definitely want uh vaccines and i mean rightfully so that's like a really good thing like they should want vaccine yeah. they should everyone should be pro vaccine but um like his old like he's always been really good at looking for like holes in the market and filling them so now intuitive eating is popular so he has the intuitive eating book um and before like you know there he saw that there was no way you could be kind of keto and vegan so he kind of Tried to blend them together, and he did vegetarian. Like he's he's very like smart at just like looking for holes in wellness and filling them with his stuff.
2: He's a Um, businessman, and he's a he's a a good businessman, and
1: he's very savvy. And but and like and then finding like wellness influencers to promote him and to like post his stuff on social media. Or now Gwyneth Paltrow is even publishing his book. Like this is what he does. He's really good at it.
2: I mean, he caught, he caught the big fish with Gwyneth, like the The biggest wellness influencer that has ever influenced wellness.
1: Exactly. And
2: now she's publishing his, her book or she's, she's publishing his book.
1: Yeah. It's really wild stuff. So anyway, this was my craziest, just because I couldn't believe that, you know, it was the same exact fight. And I mean, how many times has Will Cole had this stupid fight on Twitter? I feel like you know he must have learned something. Maybe he did. Maybe that's why he's like, "Yes, I was wrong," but I don't
2: know. Yeah, I mean, the enemy of my enemy. You know how the saying ends. Yeah. Soon I'm gonna just be like sharon West Wing memes and and you know Kamala,
1: that like, girl who lip syncs. Yeah. <laughs> uh Randy Rainbow. Oh, and-
2: she loves God. Jen Gunter. She, literally, she acts Randy Rainbow just like oh my god Randy Rainbow make a video about this like that god. she does it she
1: Although I do low key kind of like Randy Rainbow
2: <laughs> To be honest I've n- never watched a Randy Rainbow video <laughs>
1: I mean my mom was like oh my mom likes him mm-hmm. and so I watched it and I was like okay this is totally like this is very like DNC propaganda isn't it
2: he's just like a like a gay baby boomer that straight people like
1: well he's not a baby boomer he's our age oh is he
2: is he really our age
1: but but i think like mostly like it's like a he appeals mostly to the baby boomer generation i think but um but if he only does like parodies of like big musical like he does like parodies from musical theater so if you like went to theater school and you can kind of get into it I don't know maybe we should cut this out I I mean I think this is
2: maybe the most embarrassing thing you've ever said on the podcast
1: (laughs) I know it is but it's like I can't help it like I don't know like I like musical theater and always be like oh I know this one
2: uh well okay I'll tell you what I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna watch a randy rainbow video no 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 and, no no, no. And, you'll, and, and tell you what i think on the next podcast
1: no 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 no, no please i don't want to know what you think and don't watch it it's like super cringy it's like really embarrassing that i even said that but you know
2: uh, what if i just go just transition to like straight like democrat k hive i love randy rainbow i love jen gunter like i i love nancy pelosi i'm just like just just brain just like, if, I'm, like I'm enjoying life. Like,
1: is your gateway drug yeah to like
2: biden like cheering on you know bombing syria yes like don't give us our stimulus bill like fuck the no, minimum wage
1: the bombs need that money yeah for sure. yeah um well i don't i don't know maybe maybe
2: maybe that'll be my next minute my what if i yeah I, I do like a like a reverse radicalization <laughs>
1: um i literally can't believe that i just admitted that i kind of like randy rambo i'm so hey, embarrassed. you're not alone we'll meet my mom you don't
2: like that <laughs> other one though do you the um the girl who just like lip syncs to trump
1: no because like randy rambo like writes like lyrics like you know he like writes his own stuff
2: that's true that that's definitely a skill yeah okay my saddest is I'm scrolling, scrolling, scroll. Oh, I already said the the sheep. Yeah, the sheep pan. Caitlin, I love you. I'm rooting for you. Do better. I just want a little something. When you
1: know better. You do better, Caitlin.
2: Something to stick. Something that is memorable. I need these recipes, like something like I could share with a non-goop person and be like, "Oh my god, did you try this recipe? Like you'll never guess where I found it. Goop. Can you believe it? And then you'll get a new person. Like
1: recipes like that. I mean, I'm sorry. I think if the Moroccan turkey meatballs didn't do that, then nothing will.
2: I like those Moroccan turkey meatballs, but you can't coast on that reputation. I mean, Caitlin didn't even think of that. That is a Gwyneth original. I I need Caitlin to work there. I need Caitlin to make this her own. Like she is she has so much power. Like she has the ear of America. or the the mouth of America, like she's not competing with, it's not like BA or anything where there's like a million people in the test kitchen. Like it's, this is her, this is her voice, her palate. She, she has just such a great opportunity. I don't want her to squander it.
1: I just don't think non-goop people would like even try a goop recipe.
2: But if it was really tasty and like, and then people started sharing it on other social media, like if it became like an Instagram thing or a TikTok thing, and it was like, Mm -hmm. can you believe that Goop was the one that started this craze? Like that would be just worth gold.
1: Yeah, it would be. That'd be amazing. And
2: also hire, uh, like Allison Roman needs a job. Um, Who else needs a job? Claire Saffitz needs a job. Like all these people who who either (laughs) were like completely canceled or left their horrible jobs, they all need... To work, I say. I think goop. Going
1: to goo would be career suicide for Allison Rome. Yeah, it really would. Uh, I can't think of anything worse for her. But yeah,
2: you know. <laughs> bring back the frugal gourmet.
1: Bring the fruit. Well, wasn't he? Uh, I think
2: he's passed away. I think he died well, think by he suicide,
1: perhaps. Handles. Um, of his own.
2: I don't know. Maybe he I think he
1: had. It. I think he was canceled before we canceled people. Oh
2: yeah, even I mean, everyone knew back even back then watch out for that frugal gourmet because <laughs> it, it wasn't he affiliated with like the boy scouts it was like this whole wasn't he like a he was like a boy scout molester i think
1: no i think that it got way out of hand i don't know i could be wrong but my understanding was like he just like had he like was like hitting on like a guy that worked on his show like i don't think it was even a child And he's like, oh. not. or but i think it, and i think it just got like totally blown out of proportion oh was it
2: actually just like like a homophobic like
1: well the guy was like really young and it was like a power imbalance thing Mm because he was like the star of the show and the guy was like a whatever like a pa or whatever
2: i thought he was like i in my head he was literally like going into like boy scout campgrounds and like like raping hundreds of boys yeah
1: i do think that there was like a homophobic um like you know overreaction sure, sure. to it um like I think just like kevin spacey
2: i said it <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding.
1: um wait i'm just googling what did the frugal gourmet do <laughs> the original <laughs> the
2: original canceled chef
1: the original cancellation the frugal gourmet his real name was
2: jeff smith jeff right?
1: smith okay in 1997 several men filed a civil lawsuit against smith claiming Charging him with sexual abuse. Six alleged they were molested as teenagers in the nineteen seventies while working um at the chaplain's pantry in Tacoma. Oh, to go to the chaplain's pantry in Tacoma, Ooh. whatever that is. Seventh. The seventh claimed she was assaulted in nineteen ninety-two at age fourteen after she okay, yeah. up as a hitchhiker. So yeah.
2: Yeah. Definitely
1: uh not could have been canceled. Yeah. So that was bad. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It fourteen
2: is uh not 14 borderline. Is,
1: no, that is a child. Um, um,
2: so yeah, we got Goop's dream, key, dream team, we got Alison Roman, Jeff Smith's ghost.
1: Oh my God. Wait, hang on. This is all from Wikipedia. Wait, but listen to the rest of this. The group claimed they had repressed memories that only, had only recently resurfaced. <gasps> The incident was at the beginning of the short lived repressed memory movement, which in which people made allegations, usually sec- of sexual molestation that they had only recently remembered, sometimes with the aid of therapists. That's been debunked. Smith yeah. denied the allegations. No criminal charges were filed, but he and his insurers settled the case from, for an undisclosed amount in 1998. The litigation ended his television career. So he continued writing and charitable work. So, wow. Oh, my God. Absurd.
2: Wow. Now I'm totally like, let's exonerate Jeff Smith. Because, yeah, the, that that repressed <laughs> memory shit has been all but completely debunked. Yeah.
1: we need to make this like a true crime podcast about the frugal gourmet, honestly, because yes. That has- icon,
2: martyr, Jeff Smith. A
1: icon, martyr, victim of like this kind of satanic panic adjacent movement of repressed memories which have been debunked.
2: Yeah. And this was in you said in Tulsa in the 70s and 80s? No,
1: Tacoma.
2: Tacoma. Chaplin's
1: pantry in Tacoma.
2: So probably like extremely homophobic. I mean I don't know Tacoma. Tacoma's probably well Tacoma's like outside of Seattle, but still like couldn't have been a great place to be as a gay man. Um God,
1: this is so wild. Wow if you Google Chaplin's Pantry in Tacoma the first thing what comes up is the Google gourmets wikipedia page
2: jeff smith innocent innocent wow let's be like crazy michael jackson people but for jeff smith okay (laughs) (laughs) didn't have to twist your arm
1: (laughs) no that was easy
2: uh okay um what would you try
1: oh i would try God, sorry. It's going to be really hard fucking peeling myself away from this stuff, but I would try the foundation. There's like this long, uh, foundation piece about like how to find your perfect skincare, like your perfect, the perfect, um, color for your face and all this stuff. And honestly foundation. Okay. So I never wear foundation. I wear a little tinted moisturizer, maybe some primer, maybe some concealer, but when I wear any foundation, even like whatever's supposed to be like the best foundation in the world or whatever, I don't know. It always makes me look 5,000 years old. It always looks completely caked on. It always makes me look really weird. I absolutely hate how I look in it. I might be doing it wrong, but it's my dream to put foundation on and have it look like really nice. So, I mean, I don't think, I do think a lot of makeup, like, really doesn't look good in real life. It only looks good, like, on camera. Yeah. But I would love to get a better grip on, like, how to wear makeup, especially at, like, like um, like um foundation and concealer and stuff, especially as I'm getting older. I have new fine lines and wrinkles. I don't want anything to get caked in any creases. Like, there's a lot to learn. So I appreciated this very in-depth Find uh, find Your Perfect Shade online is what it's called.
2: Uh,
1: And it's been a lifelong struggle. So I will try to follow their steps and I will try to find my perfect shade online.
2: I just wanna see you next week on Zoom and just a full face of pancaked on Tammy Faye Baker makeup.
1: I mean, I feel like Zoom is like made for you to be wearing a ton of totally makeup because and i also think it like makes people confused because all of these makeup gurus on like tiktok and youtube are doing it for the camera like they're not putting makeup on that you would ever want to wear in real life because you oh, look yeah. really wild probably wearing most of that stuff and
2: now there is no real life there's only camera
1: there's only the camera yeah it's wild
2: we're all living in the 40s studio system yeah i know uh i would try okay so if i had to try something i would try that jambalaya jambalaya how do you say it i'm not cajun sorry
1: jambalaya
2: um it sounds interesting just the idea of like putting the raw rice on the sheet pan yeah the chicken it seems intriguing and then adding the shrimp at the end there's not too many ingredients jambalaya is something i like but i've never made
1: yeah this is what i would try I like it. I like jambalaya. I don't like gumbo.
2: If I was like like on the bayou, (laughs) like with, you know, the frogs um, ribbiting in my ear (laughs) and some old lady had a sign outside of her shack saying, you know, gumbo, two dollars.
1: I don't think anyone does though.
2: No, probably not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I agree. J- jambalaya to me reminds me of, it's like paella sort of like, it's a similar vibe.
1: No. Yeah. Jambalaya is like paella. Yeah. yeah. Cause they're like rice meat, like rice. With different meat. types
2: of meat. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, And the gumbo is good. It's just like the okra is what I can do.
2: Oh yeah. I, honestly, like, I don't know that I've ever had, like I feel I've had gumbo at um like Disneyland. I think that's, as authentic a gumbo as i've ever tasted so i don't know yeah. what i'm talking about
1: i guess i don't really either but i've had cool. it at whatever no way
2: um oh and you you actually are like a louisiana not a louisiana native but your your second home is louisiana so you'd think well, you think
1: yeah we go to Louisiana. well before before covid we used to go like a couple times a year but my favorite louisiana dish other than like beignets is um shrimp and grits that is oh, delicious right.
2: Oh yeah. I still have, you know, I bought um 10 pounds of Anson Mills grits at the beginning of the pandemic.
1: Oh yeah. And I
2: still have, I still make them like, you know, every couple of weeks I'll, they're in the freezer, but I still have a bunch of them. It's so fucking good.
1: It's so good. In Louisiana, it always comes with this like weird, like butter, tomatoy buttery sauce mm-hmm. that I don't know what it is, but it's like the most mm-hmm. thing I've ever had.
2: Yum. Yeah. Uh,
1: all
2: right. And you, you said you, what would you buy? You already said it.
1: Oh, I just, I mean, it's not really buy. I would get it from the library if I had to, but I just picked, um, that one book, the one oh, yeah. about the what I can't remember what it's called now. It was like about like being a motherhood or something. It's like a scary thriller. Like it's a drama, but it's like a thriller drama.
2: Yeah. Um, I would just buy that Harley Pasternak little supplement that, um, makes things less sweet or yeah. or so you get used to not having sugar sweet kick sweet kick,
1: sweet kick. yeah you sugar. should i mean it's only 40 bucks you should just do it
2: i know i just i have like a mental block it's really funny because we like talk about goop every week but i have like such a mental block about actually buying anything on goop it just know, like seems so talk. frivolous
1: it's so stupid also it's like it's money that i would spend on like literally anywhere else but if it's at goop i'm like i don't know if i can do this this is a goop. like this is even though i don't know why yeah
2: i'll i i'll see it um possibly i can maybe get it from another source or I'm if sure not also 46 is well. underneath the um free shipping so i'm like then i'd have to buy something else <sighs> i don't know very risky yeah all right guys okay um thank you so much for listening to the pod uh we're right- about to
1: record a patreon episode right now. So if you join our Patreon, you will be able to listen to the thing we are going to record right after this.
2: Oh yeah. Um, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
0: How would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit juvederm.com. That's j u v e d e r m.com.